Welcome to the Social Fishing Podcast. My name is Reese Creed. I'm a passionate angler and I want to share as much as I can about the sport we all love. On this podcast, we speak to incredible anglers, sharing a wealth of priceless knowledge, all to help you reach your fishing dreams. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's begin. Welcome to the Social Fishing Podcast. Now, in today's episode, I'm joined by a very, very special guest, James Norney from Mountain Fly. Now, Jimmy is one of the most genuine blokes I've ever met and had the privilege to fish with and actually learn from. Now, Jimmy grew up with a love for fly fishing, and I love how he goes about life and fishing. He lives and breathes it. It's his passion, and he makes it his life. He isn't just one to fish on a weekend or fish once or twice a month. He is on the water in any spare moment he has. I was lucky enough to meet Jimmy back three years ago and actually spent some time down in Victoria uh, filming part of the Complete Guide series with him. I learned a lot from him and in this interview, Jimmy shares so much about fly fishing that hopefully you can learn a little bit from him as well. What I loved about this interview with Jimmy uh, is that he had so much to share and we could have really talked for hours. We covered things like how he fell into fly fishing and how he learned all starting with carp in his local river. The journey of growing as a fly angler and how he expanded his knowledge and the species that he has caught on fly. We talk about Mountain Fly, his brand, and also his latest venture of guiding. We talk about fly fishing fundamentals for beginners with plenty of tips, uh, basics of fly fishing setups and the flies to use. We talk about fly fishing for trout, including backwater fishing, which is a very, very exciting style of trout fishing, but not many anglers know about it. And best of all, it's actually really easy, even if you're a beginner. And my favorite part of the episode, we talk about fly fishing for Murray Cod, which is a very, very exciting way of targeting them. And there is so much more in this episode. It was massive. We talked about so much in the world of fly fishing. Even if you aren't into fly fishing, you can learn a lot by listening to this interview with Jimmy because there's a part where we also talked about how lure anglers can take a leaf out of the book of fly fishers to better their skills because Jimmy comes from the mindset of a fly angler, whereas as a lure fisher, you sort of look at the waterway different. So by having more perspectives, the perspective of a fly anger and how they look at the water, you can have an advantage no matter what style of fishing you do. So before we get into this episode, I want to say a big thank you to today's sponsor, which is Ignite Lures. Now, you probably already know about Ignite Lures because I love them and we use them all of the time, especially when it comes to chasing big cotton dams. They're extremely realistic. They're a large, soft plastic that are designed specifically for Murray Cod. And the model that I'm talking about that we use is the Ignite Cod Fury 220mm. It's a massive plastic that we use for targeting giant Murray Cod. Now, they even come as a line through setup. So you can run a line straight through their nose, tie on the BKK treble that comes in the pack, push the lead weight inside them and they are ready to cast or you can pre or custom rig them yourself with jig heads and stinger hooks. What I love about Ignite is they are designed in Australia. Unlike many of the other big plastics and swim baits which are designed for the American European market, these are designed with big cod in mind. You can learn more about them on Ignite's website which is ignitelures.com.au. I-G-N-I-T-E. 
l-u-r-e-s.com.au. Jump on and check it out. Keep an eye out because they have more models coming soon, which I'm very excited about. So a big thank you to Ignite for making this episode possible. And without further ado, let's sit down and talk to the one, the only, James Norton. Welcome to the episode, everyone. I am with James Norney. Jimmy, how are you, bro? Good, thanks, bud. How are you? Good. It's been a minute. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been, what did we meet, a couple of years ago? Yeah, I feel like it's almost three years, but I feel like we talk like at least once a week. Yeah, we, <laughs> we talk a bit. Um, so we met. So the reason we met is because we were putting together that Complete God series, teaching people how to fish with video on and I needed a trout guru. Someone who's who is good at trout fishing. Into the, into the fly fishing, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, trout on fly. And we got in touch. I think I just messaged you on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, I can't remember now. And you're such a good bloke. And <laughs> he, Kay, you catered for us. We come all the way down. I come down with a few fellas, yeah. Talos yeah, and it. Jack. And we filmed the uh, the series. Yeah, it was, we did in a couple of days. It was pretty good fishing too, actually, if I remember. Um, I think... Talos got his first trout on fly. He did, he, he did. did. He, was, he was pretty wrapped with that one. Yeah. <laughs> first trout on fly. He was, he, man, he's going a long way now. He's yeah. caught a he's, lot of big fish. Yeah, he's doing really And he well. went to NZ, caught heaps of big trout. So and that all started. Fish. He got yeah, big kings as well. On fly. That was, that was pretty good. And it all started because yeah. you sort of helped him out. Definitely, um, <laughs> every, everyone just, um, if Talos becomes famous, it was because of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, he's a right. kid. He's come a long way. So he got his first trout on fly. Yeah. Um, and we filmed a really cool series that basically teaches yeah. people how to fish. So yeah. we were on the Goulburn. Yeah, we were on the Goulburn. Um, it was kind of, it was a really good year that because the river actually hadn't come up yet yeah. to normally what it like. I think we were there kind of that almost late spring and we had really good hatches I think we actually caught the same fish twice. Yes, and that's nearly, what I was going to get to. We nearly got in three times in the one day. That's um, right. Yeah, so the river was still really low versus, I think it was 1,500 or something. What were the end of the no- end of November? Or? Yeah, I think it was up to like eight, 9,000 megalitres a day. Because I was saying, um, I want to come down and film this series. When's yeah. the best time to do it? And this was sort of the end of winter. And you're like, yeah. oh, the warmer the better. I was like, oh, I really want to do it earlier because yeah. I want to fish for cod. And cod yeah, open. yeah. So I think it was the end of <laughs> it November. It was a bit like, oh, yeah, maybe not now. And you're like, oh, no, I'm going to come. And I was like, oh, I don't know how good it's, it's going to be. Early. But it was like, we just got lucky as. Uh, yeah, so the river was, what was it running at? How many uh, megs? Yeah, I think it was that kind of 1,000 to 1,500. And it's normally what, like? At that time of year, it'd be like, kind of the four to six going up going that's up crazy, for yeah. that summer irrigation because i think it was pretty it was like almost november i think yeah i yeah. think it was two weeks or a week before cut opening so i think it yeah. was november yeah so, so we ended up waiting until november normal time of year that's like freaky no, doesn't happen and, and when it happens it's like like the best fishing ever and we get, it was good fishing it too. was really good fishing just so, fish rising everywhere so. and we managed to smash out all these different techniques teach showing people how to how to fish, you know, swinging a nymph or dry drop attack. All these techniques yeah. we're going to talk about later on. Yeah. We showed all that. We caught fish. We talked about gear. It was just really, really yeah. cool. It was, it was, it was perfect. Like just timing. Everything um, was great. It was good. It was really good. And Weather was good. <laughs> then we went back to a creek the next day and finished yeah. off and showed in the video how to fish small streams. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So we fished a lot of small streams and that's when Talos got his fish. Um, Jack dropped a couple, if I remember. He's pretty yeah. upset with himself. That's right. <laughs> he ended up getting one. You guys got a double hook up. He yeah, got a little rainbow right. and you got a yeah, brown, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it was 
Really good. So that that's all in the complete guide series. So that's the trout on fire. If you if you're keen to have a look, go check that out. But uh, so now on talk about you, Jimmy. Yep. So where did fly fishing start? Where did fishing start for you? Oh, so I, so no one in my family fishes really. Um, the kind of my uncle when he came over from Belfast in Ireland, um, he was kind of mad keen fishing when he was over there, and he came back and he kind of taught me when I was younger. Like, you know, kind of just bait fishing and stuff like that. And then I think just the whole way through primary school and high school, like till I was oh, 16, I just bait fished just like mad every day. Just, just every day, like, because I lived, you know, just rode my bike down the hill and I was at the Yarra River um, in Yarra Glen and just bait fished every day. And I was just catching carp, like nothing special. Just catching carp. It's good fun, it, it, oh, mate. I love carp fishing. You know, a lot of dudes hate carp fishing, but I'm down for yeah, it. Yeah, I know you still love it. You <laughs> I'm still down for it. it. So you used to do that. That's just all I did was just bait fish, bait fish, bait fish, and then and then I would have taught you the tech, the skills. Yeah, yeah like so I, fishing. Like I was into it, like way more than a bait fisherman should probably be yeah, into no, fishing. That's right. <laughs> um, and then I just I seen a fluoride when I was on a up at Bright. Yeah. Family trip up to Bright and. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to try fly fishing. So I kind of yeah. skipped the lure phase. So I just kind of went from bait fishing to fly fishing. And then... And why? Just because you saw this... Yeah, I was like... Because I was just... Someone was fly fishing? You no, were... no, no, uh, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was um, crossed the river and I seen these guys fly fishing. I was like, oh, that looks amazing. Just like it was the most beautiful place. So it was mesmerizing. Yeah, I could... Still to this day, I've been trying to find it. I cannot remember where this creek was. I thought it was oh. at the bo- bottom of... Um, Mount Buffalo, but I went back there this year and it wasn't that. I still... so you were a kid? Yeah, I was a kid. You didn't know where you were and you just oh, saw it. I kind of... So I was up in that bright area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but still to this day, I don't know where that exact location... Oh, it's really frustrating me because I want to find it because in my head, it was just That's stunning. it was born. Um, so I went and got a fly rod and yeah, that was the end. Just... All the start. Was, well, yeah, but that was the, like the end of my life because now that's all I do, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was like that. I think I just practice for a year so like, where'd you get your florid like you uh, bright so you got one yep and then you just what you didn't know what you were doing no idea taught myself i want there was a little dvd in it yeah so i watched the dvd you know and then i went outside try to do what i seen on the dvd go back inside watch it again you know practice just practice 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 and i reckon it was at least a year um of just casting and just being crap you know yeah and then First fish I sight casted was a 77 centimeter carp. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. So it was like just when the drought broke. So I was like 16 then. Um, and the billabongs in Yarra Glen from the Yarra River um, were flooded. Yeah. And there was just carp everywhere. Just, it was wicked. Like just, you'd just go down the, pretty much the bottom of the street and there was carp swimming up the main road and stuff like that. You know, yeah. it, was just, it was mad. Like you could go literally fishing in the gutters and catching carp in the gutters, you know. But, and I, remember, I still remember it. it was black ant, dry fly, sight casted. I reckon I fo- it felt like 45 minutes because I just had no idea what I was doing. You're talking about the fight? Yeah, yeah just yeah. the fight. I was just like, I was first cast and then the fight, I was just like freaking out going, oh, what am I doing, what am I doing? You know? yeah. <laughs> so what made you choose the ant? You had no, you just oh, picked it. no idea. It's mate. just what you had. I just, this is what I had on. <laughs> yeah, nice. And you managed to land him. And I managed to land him and still got a photo. Got me uh, shorts on, my jean shorts, and me snap back on backwards. I think you know? I've seen that photo. <laughs> looking I think fresh. I've seen that photo. <laughs> yeah, not That's looking funny. Yeah, so it was pretty good. You That's know, where we, it started. That's where it started. And then, and then it just went from carp 
to trout to trout to now got everything. over a hundred species on fly. Wow. So, um, so you've trout so overseas. Yeah, salt I've done water. overseas a lot of salt water. Um, salt water is what I love now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think because you know when you like I live an hour just out of Melbourne, um, so I'm like right probably in the best trout fishing in Victoria. And you do it. And every I do day. it every day. So yeah. it's kind of like when I get to go saltwater fishing, it's it's pretty special. Yeah. Um, and the fish just go hard. So nice. So that's what's what I love. yeah? What's your favourite style? What's your number one favourite style of fly fishing? Of fly fishing? Oh. Like what? What species and then? Oh, how? species. Yeah. So let's go species. Let's go species. Oh, I feel like this year I've just got like this massive passion for GT. Yeah, right. Catching GTs on fly, like that's just, just the way they eat a fly and just take off is just pretty special. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then maybe carp. Yeah. <laughs> They're good fun. Yeah, they are really good fun. And like I just love carp fishing. Just, it's great. You, you know, get a fair few at Eildon, don't you? Yeah. Like you, I've, some days at Eildon, like when I've gone out there in the boat and you just, it's pretty pretty stupid you know you can go out for like two hours and catch like 17 carp that's you know, so and they cool. all just hit and backing you know it's it's great when a fish like actually takes off yeah know? um and you're fishing dry flies so it's still really cool you know, it's nice. kind of like that trout fishing but bigger fish yeah yeah and they just go a little bit harder <laughs> um yeah and um, they're still pretty clear yeah like they, oh, they, are, they can be yeah they can be buddy one of the hardest fish to catch sometimes just yeah you know you know what it's like. It can be harder than a Murray cod sometimes. It's just it's can be, yeah. yeah. But that's that's good. It yeah. doesn't mean they're so easy all the time. Yeah. Um, no. Which is really fun. Um, but yeah, GTs is probably for me at this point in my life. Um, and where do you chase good. them? Um, like, where's one of the places you go for where's GTs? Where's one of the places I go? Uh, so this year I've been to Cocos Islands, mm-hmm. which is off uh, Western Australia. So. Mayno Christmas Island Detention Centre. Yeah. So it's about another hour west of that, kind of underneath. In well, it's in line with India, but it's basically the end of uh, Indonesia. Right. So you're like 15 kilometres from Indonesian water. Yep. Um. So I go there. I've done that last two years in a row. Um, the end of this month, so July first, I go to Kiribati, which is. Uh, fly to Fiji so it's it's actually known as Christmas Island as well but it's the Pacific Island Christmas Island yeah um, so I go to Fiji and then after that I go to Atataki which is known for some of its larger largest uh, GTs in the world um, yeah wow which is really cool I'm pretty pumped for that one so what's your biggest GT oh I don't know um, good size <laughs> yeah, good size I don't know nice. it's kind of like just, it's like it's more yay, like the moment of just, I'm holding my hands like this far <laughs> yeah, apart. Yeah, I don't know. Just it's kind of like the moment you're like I just landed this. That was just because I still remember the biggest one I've caught was I actually seen like kind of a really big GT. Yeah. Um, cruising through all these like bombies and stuff, and I just come right up on this kind of um, lip shelf kind of thing, and I'm waiting kind of knee height. Yeah. And I'm watching this fish, watching this fish, kind of waiting for him to cruise back in because there's big schools of mullet and stuff and as I'm going up kind of in the corner of my eye catch this shark swimming straight at me and I was like oh here we go so as I go to step at this shark to kind of spook him I was like oh there's a GT like on the tail of this shark just like cruising around with this shark waiting for like yeah like so it's kind of like yeah just and as I'm going to step at this 
shark, I kind of had my fly ready for this other fish I'd seen and I just flick it over the back of my head and it lands just, I swear this fish was seen it in the mid-air and he was like trying to grab it in the middle of the air and it's like landed perfectly in the back of the, oh, the shark's silly. tail and he just took it. And we're talking like maybe oh, less than three metres away from me, four yeah, metres. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, this is, this is just, this is the best, you know. Nice. And then I got him in so it was pretty special. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. I just love catching everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a racist when no. it comes to fish. <laughs> just everything that swims. Just, if it swims, I will try and catch. That's it. fair enough. At least yeah. some of the ones that people don't like get a chance to be caught. Yeah, that's it. They get they get the love from <laughs> you. That's so cool. So, um, tell me about mountain fly because that's how I first found out about you. What's yeah. mountain fly? It was just oh, something you started, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So it was. Oh, because I've been fishing for a few years. Oh, yeah, a while now. Um, it was just kind of. I guess a place to like I really enjoy photography um, and it was a good place to just kind of share those moments and now it's just yeah it's kind of built more and more and I guess my photography's got a little bit better yeah. I'd hope yeah. <laughs> and yeah I guess it's you know definitely has yeah definitely <laughs> yeah there's some good stuff there well from that very first carp photo it has it's <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't take that yeah um, yeah it's just a, I don't know just a really good place to kind of you know I guess put your name on something. That yeah, is and share just, it with the world. Yeah, exactly. Kind of share it. Um, don't want to give away too many secrets, you know, like on where you're fishing and stuff. But you know, it allows you to be a little bit creative with, yeah. you know, because I get to fish all the time now. That um, sometimes it's good to just mix it up a bit. Well, you know, step back, you know, and kind oh, of capture yeah. the moment a little bit, you yeah. know, because because I'm there like, you know, five seven days a week on the water. Yeah. Um, and there's some pretty cool things that happen. Yeah, it? exactly. You know, or some great places I get to go to. So it's always great and special to share it with people. You know, a lot of people, they may only get to fish one, two, you know, a week maybe for the full year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I guess a lot of people, you know, sometimes they just enjoy seeing that kind of... Well, because not everyone's going to get to experience that. No, exactly. So. And, uh, and I've been fortunate enough now. I'm only 24, but I've been to <laughs> some pretty epic places and done a lot of fishing and had some epic moments with great people. You that's know? cool. So that's life. So mountain fly. So people can follow you on Instagram. So yeah. At mount, like mountain fly. Yeah. Mountain fly Vic on mountain fly Vic. Yeah. Yes. Victoria. But yep. yeah. Um. On Instagram. That's just how it started, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. And then just mountain fly on um, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So then that started. So basically, you had the passion <coughs> for fishing and flying. Yeah. A lot of it was trout. So that's yeah. Oh, actually, well, well, I guess it all kind of started with carp. Well, carp. Yeah. yeah as a, as a young fella. Um, yeah. Just going down catching carp and redfin because that's pretty much all that's in the air these yep. days. <laughs> and then it turned into and then a it turned heap into, of trout stuff. Yeah, it turned into trout. Um, and then when I was in, so I lived in London for a year. Yeah. Um, so I finished finished high school, did a year of uni. I did marine science and aquaculture and fisheries management yeah, right. cool. um, in Tassie. And I just, I kind of enjoyed it, but not, didn't feel the passion to continue it, do you know yep, what I mean? And um, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So then I went overseas with my brother for a year. I just did a bit of travelling. And then when I was in London working for a year, I just was like, I've got to do something, got to do something. You know, I'm here. I don't know when I'm going to come back, you know what I mean? So, so I just did, I went to Slovenia and fished for trout there and then came back and then it was just like full on. Yeah, let's know, do just, this. Just fish and fish and fish, you know. Now, now I'm a bit more in the old gentleman hours. So you know, I used to just get up at like, you know, 
four thirty, five o'clock and go yeah. fishing and then be home at like 11 o'clock. I remember that. <laughs> I remember talking to your old man when we come down to do that thing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, we're just never here. Yeah. Now it's a bit more relaxed, you know, oh, have a little sleep in. Yeah. Start at 9, 10, 11 o'clock. Oh, it's getting a bit cold now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. You so know? yeah, yeah. So that's how I found you was yeah. through Mountain Fly um, and some awesome photos of trout. And I was like, this kid seems like he knows what he's doing and looks like he has a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And that's why I messaged you to yeah. get you on yeah. the, the series and it worked out absolutely awesome Perfect. so yeah, seems good. like mountain fly is going good for you yeah, it's just it's a good. place that people can see stuff see yeah. photos some eat, and you do take some pretty cool photos well, so <laughs> make sure you check it out um now next thing the next thing that's sort of come up in the last few years is the guiding so yeah. when we first filmed that you weren't guiding you were just still doing just a normal fishing. job and fishing yeah so tell me about the guiding now yeah so now i'm guiding for trout and doing overseas hosted trips um which is really fun you know how often do you get to turn fishing into a job yeah, you know, and right. actually have fun. So, you know, for me, like fishing, it has to be fun. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're not having fun, then you shouldn't be doing it yeah. straight up. Like, we all have shit days where you know, we're not having fun, but secretly we're still having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's like, sorry to, sorry to butt in, but that's like going, I was just thinking when you're saying that, I'm like, I love fishing the river for cod, right? Yeah. The whole day is fun. Sometimes I question why we fish <laughs> at flowering in the dark, in the cold, in winter. Like, I really do, because the yeah. actual act of casting in that condition is not fun. Yeah. But like you said, secretly, it's sort of fun, because you know that result yeah. is just yeah. going to be insane. Like, yeah, I think, was it last year or the year before, you and I, we did three, three days. days, where Two I think nights. we w worked it out where we had, like, five or six hours where we weren't fishing. Yeah. And I was casting like a 12 weight rod the whole time. Yeah, I had a 10, but yeah. yeah and like, and it was cold. We didn't get a single take. Nah. But so, I still, I still remember, I was like, that was fun. Yeah. I want to do that again. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. It's because you know the potential. You yeah. Know oh, what, mate, imagine was, catching a meter cod on fly. Yeah, I In know. clear water. Like oh. that's what we set out to do. So for people that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a trip we did the target caught on flying blaring and it was just fly. It was just flying. I, like, I think I cast plastic ones because you're like, oh, just cast it. One we, on the we, sounder. Yeah, it was one on the sounder. I was like, just just and catch it. Two <laughs> casts, I reckon, with it. And then we were coming in the bay and you're like, oh, can I have a crack at this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, righto. And as you went to cast, I could see the effort you had and you're going to launch it. And I'm like, it's going to bust off and it just cracked, snapped the plastic, it went a miles. And you're like, yeah, I'll stick to fly. <laughs> I'll stick to yeah. fly. But like that blew my mind. Like, I couldn't believe, what is it, like five metres of clarity in blaring or something? Yeah, it gets, in winter, you get about five metres of clarity. Like, that blew my mind, just like... Well, you thought Eelman was clear. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of clear, well, not compared to blaring. No. I was just like, man, like, every cast, for me, the whole time we were fishing, I was like, this could be a fish. Every yeah. single cast, I was like, this could be a fish, this could be a fish. Just because, I was like, this place is so clear, a fish is going to see this. Yeah. And if he wants it, he's going to take it. And I was just like... I was on edge. The, ho the only thing that was freaking me out was being in the dark and a, and a buff like yeah. right at the rod tip. I was freaking out about that. I was like, please don't, please don't buff right at the surface, yeah. like right next to me because I'll like, Mad I'll panic. <laughs> yeah, I've had it cover a couple of times and it's, it's pretty cool, but yeah. it scares you. Yeah, especially in the dark. Yeah, I was not ready right. for that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that, but back to your guiding. So who are you guiding with? Yeah, and so I'm guiding for Scott. Um, he's in uh, wilderness fly fishing. So yeah. he's based out of the city. Um, so I live like, in Melbourne. So yeah, he's based in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, whereas and it's Victoria. You got like, yeah the that, whole Victoria pretty much. That's yeah. the locally the local stuff, and then yeah. you do your overseas trips. Yeah. So most of our guiding that we do is kind of all within 
two hours of Melbourne. So I live an hour out of Melbourne and it takes me 25 minutes before we're into like the really good water. So you'd look in um, all the best kind of trout fishing close to Melbourne is that hour 20 to two hours. So it's really accessible for people to come out, um, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, we just do that. And then we run hosted trips overseas. So like Kiribati and uh, New Zealand trips. They're, cool. always, they're always really popular um, going over to New Zealand every year and um, catching some pretty, pretty big, big fish. fish, yeah. Um, and then there's a couple other ones that we're working on at the moment, so it's pretty good, yeah. And there's a couple ones coming up uh, in on the Swampy Plains. Yep. Um, so we've got a big log cabin up there we're going to start running trips to. Yeah, cool. Um, That'll be an incredible yeah. experience. Yeah, the Swampy, the swampy is pretty good. Um, and the it's massive log cabin, so... Yeah, right. It's kind of that um, Alaska, kind of BC, you know, yeah. that kind of North America... Feel? Big log cabin kind of style. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool, like, because you don't get that here in Australia. It's kind of, you know, you get these old beat-out kind of shacks, shacks kind of style. Yeah, Whereas this that. is like this massive log cabin. It's like, oh, this is cool. So I know you guys are pretty busy with the guiding, but how do people, if they're keen to go on a guided trip with Ivy yeah. or Scott, yeah. um, is it, you got a website, is that the yeah, best Yeah, so there's way? a website, and it says um, Wilderness Fly Fishing. Yeah, obviously. Yep. <laughs> Just type that in, and I think it, or I think even if you type in uh, Fly Fishing Guide Victoria, I think we're number one up the nice. top Nice. Yeah. Says something. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so we're one of the few um, people that can actually operate all year round, like for the full season. Um, right. So there's not many full-time, like, guys. Oh, you're in, in saying some fly fishers can't keep... Oh, no, no. So, I mean, like, as in, yeah, so, no, more like um, other operations. They yep. can't keep a full-time operation. Right. Because there's just not enough client base where we've got enough to keep us going. So, if someone wants to yeah. catch a fish, on yeah. fly in Victoria. <laughs> yeah, in Victoria, in. yeah. Nice. Um, and then there's even, like, uh, out over winter, we still guide out at Millbrook Lakes. Which is trout. Yeah, which is trout. Um, private set of lakes, but they're still pretty wild fish. They can be pretty tough. Wild fish. They are wild fish. Nice. They're, they're put in when they're like... Tackers. Like little like little, little fry. Um, and they don't get fed at all. So they're... So they're... Actually, yeah. Yeah, they're um, not like they're... They're not fed on pellets or nothing. No. Like they're, nice. They're wild and they can be extremely hard to catch. Right, eh? Still um, test yeah. your skills. Yeah. So, yeah, it does. It's not, it's not as easy as what everyone thinks it is. Like, they think private lakes... It's gonna You're going to catch a fish. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's pretty tough still. So that lake stuff would be a, a, a winter thing? Yeah. Like so it's, when, yeah, the, when, when the streams yeah. are closed? Yeah. So season closes on the first, the Queen's of, birthday yeah, weekend, and then weekend. opens on the 1st of September yeah. in Victoria, because I know New yeah. South Wales is different. Yeah. Um, so 1st of September in Victoria. Yeah. Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So let's get on to a bit of trout talk, and yep. if for people who are sort of keen, you know, to learn more, like yeah. so you obviously learnt, and yeah. you, you started, and you practiced, and you were keen, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. I just wanted because, like, when I started, um, we did this trip yeah. with you, and the purpose of that was to teach people how to fish. So yeah. through the David, like the complete guide we created, yeah. the tutorial series. But yeah. I learned a lot from you too. Yeah, like, I think I think you maybe done like a couple of weeks before we started. Yeah, not much. Yeah. not much. Not <laughs> much. You're pretty off the rank there. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. So if someone's keen to get started with fly fishing, right? Yeah. Let's say, um, yeah. So, so let's say fly fishing. That's mm. the first step. They've, yeah. they've never fished for anything fly fishing. What do you recommend as 
the first species to go target and what about a setup? Like you're just yeah. getting into it. Give me yeah. an overview of the type of setup and yeah, what you yeah what because I know you've got weights and ki- like n- not like kilos. You got yeah. weights. Like so as in line class. Explain what yeah. weight classes yeah. and line classes are yeah. and just give me a brief summary of yeah. what you think. So fly fishing can be pretty daunting, I guess you know, coming into it because it looks pretty expensive. Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of my rods are. Thirteen hundred dollars, you know. Yeah, that's madness. just for the rod, not including your reel, which is like another six hundred bucks. Yeah. Then if you're going saltwater, you're looking at twelve hundred dollar reel. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Um, but, but you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. That's the great thing, you know. Coming with like modern technology these days, trout rods. Oh, sorry, fly rods. The even the cheap end ones are still relatively really good for their price point, um, and they're not complete garbage. Um, so cheap, like outfit for like two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks is still, you know, pretty adequate. Um, yeah, right. Which okay. is still good, which is awesome. You know, means that you can get into it without having to feel like you're going to break the bank just buying. Yeah, you know, yeah. Getting into the thing. something and you might not even do. Yeah, exactly. You might, you might go, oh, okay, I'm not really into this anymore. Um, yeah. And you haven't invested thousands of dollars yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. i feel like i'm too far in now to pull out yeah um, <laughs> yeah that's right. um not that i would um but yeah so i think it's just getting yourself a nice little setup you know what trout yeah you know, it, obviously you've got to go all right where do i live right you're yeah. not going to go i've got to drive nine hours to go catch a trout yeah i'm going to buy a trout up you know so you know, if you've that's got, very true. You know, yeah. and, you know, and how available are carp these days? Yeah, that's right. And I feel like pretty much everywhere you go has carp. Yeah. And, you know, they're great. They're great species to learn on. Um, they teach you, there's a lot of people struggle once they kind of come out of the trout world and target other things. They really struggle with, or even just catching a big trout. They don't know what to do when a fish takes off. Like, you know, because yeah. you, you very rarely when you're trout fishing, get onto the reel and actually have to fight a fish. Um, so carp can be a great option to start with. Um, or have you got trout streams? And you can pretty much be covered pretty pretty well with rod size. So I'm going to talk about size here. So yep. a six weight rod mm-hmm. um, is that line class that we're talking about. Um, so it's like in in spin, you might have a two to four kilo rod. Yeah. You've got the equivalent of that in fly terms is weight. So you've got a six yeah, weight. Yeah. Two, two to four kilo might not be a six weight, but that's yeah. what I'm getting at. It's, yeah, the, yeah. it's the weight of the rod. Yeah. So 10 weight is yeah. for big fish. Yeah. So like a 1500 reel would be like a trout reel, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 2000. Yeah, yeah 2000. So that, you're looking at that kind of four to six weight rod, um, which is like that perfect kind of trout entry yep. level. Like that five weight's probably like if you got into it, a five weight would be perfect. Yep. A six weight is that kind of perfect beginner, in my opinion. The six weight is that kind of perfect. It's kind of a little bit too heavy for trout fishing. Yep. But it's perfect that you can handle wind as a beginner and it loads a lot easier for I a beginner. I started with to, six yeah. weight. I started with a six weight. Um, yeah. It, it's just easier to learn with because yep. it's just that little bit heavier so you can make more mistakes and... It turns your flies over a bit. Correct for it, yeah. And if you say if you're targeting carp first six, out, yeah, six, six weight, weight that's perfect. what I use. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So six weight is kind of that perfect trout carp combo yep. size, yeah. Um, which is yeah, you know, this is really good. Which is mainly if you're going to get into it, you've got. 
I, I, you, oh, well, you're going to give me your opinion, but yeah. if you're going to get into fly fishing, uh, start with carp or trout, yeah? Yeah, they're, it's, they're it's pretty good. quite good species. Yeah, because there's not to, really many other species to kind of target, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, efficiently. Yeah, efficiently, you know, where you're going to get kind of Results. time feeling a fish, you know? Yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you've only got cod water... And you want to give it a crack? Well, then if you're in cod water, there's carp. So <laughs> yeah. surely, but you know, carp. like if you're not if you're not physically seeing carp all the time, feeding off the surface or tailing in muddy flats or something yep. like that, you know, and you're going to go, all right, I'm going to start with cod. Then start, start with, with cod, cod, you know. Get and we'll su- talk about yeah. cod later. Yeah. We'll, yeah. For those who are keen, if you're keen for cod on fly, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that. So yeah. your, your six weight rod, yeah, right, and then what what length? Nine foot, nine foot. Nine foot's just standard. Nine foot's real kind of just standard. So pretty go much to. once you get from a five weight up to a 14 weight, everything's nine foot. Yep. Yes, you can get longer rods, shorter rods, but nine foot's... Not for starting. Nine nah, foot's, nine foot's pretty good. I still, yeah. Nine foot's what I use yeah. for trout. A lot of my rods are still nine foot. Yeah. 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 Only kind of whenever I get my smaller rods do they get sure. shorter. For yeah. specific... There's reasons why yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, all right, so then you've got... Okay, you've got your rod... Um, a six weight. Now, what about the reel? Like, what do people want to look for in a reel? Is um, what's, it's six weight as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of always want to match forward. your reel size with your rod size. Yeah. Um, so it's not different, like spin. No, no. It's the same weight yeah. class. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. You get a six weight rod, you put a six weight reel on it. You get a ten weight rod, you put a ten weight reel on it. And you know? the same goes for the line. Yeah. Yeah. Ge- yeah. General. Rule. Yeah. General. Rule. You don't want to underline it, basically. Yep. So traditionally, yeah. So it's a bit of a weird one. So when they make six weight lines now, generally there might be a, a six and a half or a seven weight line, but that still says six on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So by that, it just overloads the rod, so it allows you to it makes it a bit easier to cast. Right. Yeah. So yeah, generally just match it. Um, or if you go to the tackle store, they can help you out and yep. get you really kind of sorted out, um, which is and great. match because some lines match reels and then rods are different. Don't yeah, they? Like and there's like. Yeah, it's not like it's not just it's like, not lure fishing like no. you know you, you got a simple line. Yeah, that's it. Whereas fly fishing, you've got a line for everything, and the lines are different. They're yeah. all yeah. The line is probably the most important part. So like a reel, you know, you get a buddy hundred dollar reel, but you'd spend two hundred dollars on your line. Yeah, and that's just your fly line. That's not talking about your backing or your leader. That's just your fly line. Yeah, it's so much more important than a reel. Yeah, in my the reel opinion. just holds it. Yeah, it's basically just a, a line holder. It, yeah. Um, whereas, so, as a recommendation, spend money on the line. Oh, 100%. Get a reel that just holds it yeah. and a, a nice half-decent rod. Yeah, so half-decent. But the line is like is the most... In, in, and I think you ask most people at Fivish, I think they'll tell you the same thing, that yeah. the line is like the most important part. So, if um, you were just getting into it... Say you're going to do trout or carp. Yeah. What fly line would you recommend for this six weight setup we're talking oh, about? Oh, so you just wanted to like a pretty traditional weight forward weight floating forward. line. I knew you were yeah. going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say weight forward. Yeah. I just wanted you to yeah. yeah that's Because then if if someone's going to get there, there's all these fly lines. It's oh, not like it's pretty. It's pretty daunting. Kilos, so it's not like well in in it's not like six, eight, ten, twelve yeah, pounds. It's, it's not like jigging braid. No. You know, normal braid. This is like it's massive. Every line is tapered differently. Yeah. You know, it could be that it could be a six weight line next to a six and a half weight, or like a six weight line next to a six weight line. But those two other six weight lines could be a six and a half or 
technically a seven way. So it's, yeah. like, it's a line class plus six. So yeah, it's, it could be pretty scary sometimes. <laughs> so to make it not so scary, um, we're going to look for if just getting into it, you want yeah. a weight forward. Yep. Six weight. Six weight yeah, line. Six weight line, two. six weight rod, six weight The one weight that I've got, it's a scientific, is it a frequency? Does that sound right? Or a... so, Yeah, that's just the type. So is it like a GPX, MPX? Yeah, so the GPX is a full line, MPX is half a line. What's yeah. full and half mean? So it's, so it's, in theory, so it's a six and a half weight. Right. Or it's a seven weight. Right, right. Even though it says, confusing now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it can be a little confusing sometimes. So that's why it's always kind of best to go and go into the shop. Unless you know what you're buying, it's always best to go to the shop and go, okay, this is, because every, it's, it's weird. Like every rod will feel completely different with a different line. Yep. So I might have two rods, different brands, but this line might feel better with, with this other line. Yeah. Sorry, this rod might feel better with this line, but feel crap on this other rod. Yeah. So it's like, it's always good to kind of go into the shop, talk to the guys at the shop. Tell them what you want. Yeah, tell them what you want, and they'll be like, okay, you want this, you want this. this rod, and this line matches really well with this yep. rod. You know? And you can do that in a budget. Like, oh, yeah. Well and true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get yourself full set up like under kind of 400 bucks less than probably. Yeah, um, less than, yeah. With rod reel line. Starting um, out. Yeah. And that's that's good. That's a good quality one too. Yeah, yeah, that's not real crap. Yeah, well, that's bucks. your four hundred. Well, these days, it's it's good. Four hundred bucks rod is is not that bad. Yeah, like you know, yeah, it right. takes you time to really kind of appreciate a uh, a really expensive yeah. rod. So yeah. You got to like kind of. I feel like you got to slug through like the kind of the bottom end to yeah. then whenever you do get if you get really committed into it and you go, oh that's it. I'm I'm invested. I really enjoy it. I'm gonna get myself a really nice rod, and then you go and you cast that, and you're like, "Oh, this is beautiful. That's cool. <laughs> this is beautiful." Yeah, <laughs> that's the go. And then, all right, so we've got our setup. We're going with a weight forward, um, six weight, right? Yep. Flow on. Yep. We want a floating line. Yep. Standard to start Standard. with. Yep. Um, and that means it floats. Obviously, yep. intermediates and sinkings, they do different things. They obviously yeah, they bring your sink. flies down. Yeah, they bring your flies down. So now. if you're fishing for trout carp they're not really a deep they're not getting that deep yeah, they're not, usually yeah. on top especially if you're fishing a river you're always going to be kind of yeah as, as long as you're fishing like that's why they're good river, species yeah. to, to, yeah. to chase yeah. first up yeah or if um, you're sight fishing carp you know, yeah like they're feeding on the surface you know sometimes you get them they're sucking yep. on the surface or great fun <laughs> yeah great fun <laughs> or they're in the shallows you know their tails up like yep. sucking on the bottom also great fun that's <laughs> right and then after that you run a leader right so yep. we run leader with standard fishing setups yep your leader though is tapered yep so generally most of the time it tapers if you go to the shop you'll see your packets of you know eight pound tapered leader or a six pound tapered leader and it just means that it starts at 40 pound 30 40 pound in the butt section and tapers to six pound in the front yep yeah so the standard rule is the last 30%, so the thinnest end, the 30% is actually tippet, which is kind of what we add. So that last 30% is that six pound, but then the rest of it is tapering the whole way through. To thick stuff. Yeah. And that's so that your whole setup, it, it matches your fly line's thickness. Yeah, so, and then it Yeah, explain. so basically, yeah. So the tapered, the butt section of that tapered line, which is the thickest end, is kind of you want it to match the the fly line which thickness does, so yeah. It, yeah so which it allows it to turn over really nicely so turnover means when you cast it rolls out so that 
your fly is presented. Yeah, so it presents out straight and flat. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole that's the whole concept around fly fishing is because yeah. you can't cast that little tiny thing on a normal rod. So to get it out there, the weight is in the line. Yeah, so yeah, obviously if you pick up a fly and try and throw it, you're going to throw it, you know, like a foot <laughs> in front of you. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you put it on that fly line, instead of having the weight being in the lure yep. to throw your hook out there, your weight is in the line to then throw your hook out there. Yep. Yeah. And then the the tapered lead is not really throwing it, but it helps with that last the presentation, yeah. the turnover, yeah, yeah, yeah. thought. And then that last bit, which is tippet, because your fly, your tapered leader is so expensive, mm. you have stuff called tippet, which is super cheap. Yeah. And you have Kinda. all these, <laughs> yeah, you have all these different types weights. of tippets, yeah. all the different weights, yeah. like mono and fluoro, and and the reason you do that is so that you explain yeah, what you so do. Yeah. So like you know, if you buy, if you go to the shop, you see your packets of leaders, and they're they can be. Oh, a little expensive, you know, they're 15 bucks for yeah, the two. Yeah, 15 bucks, yeah. Yeah, and then you put that tippet so you, on the end, so whenever you're changing your flies all the time, you don't run out of that 30% of tippet that's actually built into your leader. Yep. So by adding more tippet, you actually are saving that leader. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to go through 15 bucks really quickly. Yeah. Especially if you're changing flies. Yeah. Lots. Or if, you know, when you're beginning, you're getting all these tangles and busting off in yep. trees and. You're gonna be. It's gonna be a little bit expensive. <laughs> That's right. And then the other reason, like what I do with some of the trout stuff, is say they're not biting on, like they're spooking on six pound. Yeah. You can cut that tippet that you've tied on. Yeah. You can cut it off and tie yeah. on like a four pound. Yeah. 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 Just a short length. Yeah. So and what do you run? Like say we're trout fishing. Yeah. Probably not carp because you know they can be spooky. But say we're say yeah. we're trout fishing. Yeah. And well, we'll talk about we'll talk about techniques actually. So yeah. Actually, before we get onto that, <laughs> it's just because I want to try and so that people understand what length tip it. Like they're mm. going to be like, well, how long do I tie that? Yeah. Well, actually, we explain this all in that complete guide series. Yeah. Um, but you don't need much majority of the no. time, do you? No. Like, so you take most of the time your your leaders will be that nine foot. That's the leader. The that's the leader, leader length. Yeah. So yep. I always kind of add like one to two foot. Yep. Of tippet, which is yeah, you know, really good amount. Yeah, um, you don't want to be going too long, or else it becomes a little bit too hard as a beginner to yep. turn your flies over and cast. Yeah. Yep, yeah, sure. Okay, so that's the gears, real basics. Yeah. Um, and then what about the flies? If we're chasing carp, what fly do we want? Oh, that's, that's give, tough. That's give me a tough. pick as a beginner. As a beginner, chasing carp. Say they're tailing. Say they got their. We're going to talk two types of carp. Yep. We've got one with its head in the mud. We're fishing yep. the um Eildon, and they're on the edges, yep. or we're in a creek, yeah, local yeah. creek. They're sucking in the mud. Yep. What am I putting on? Ooh, so what do you buy? Personally, I'd go either like a, a woolly bugger. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to say. That. <laughs> you were hoping I was going to say that. Yeah, could have got real tricky. So personally, I'd put on either like a woolly bugger, so it's cut a bit of weight, so it's going to get down. Bead headed woolly yeah. bugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bead headed woolly buggers, or even very popular lure. Yeah, fly. You'll find yeah, them everywhere. Yeah. It's basically like a lure. Yeah. So it's a great way to get into it. But um, um, yeah. So like a bead headed woolly bugger, or if, yeah, I'd run maybe a dry dropper, so a dry fly to hold your nymph up, so then you can see whenever the fish takes your your nymph. Yep. Um, yeah, so like just a, any kind of nymph, I reckon. Yeah, okay. like nothing, nothing too fancy. Yeah, yeah. well, I, yeah, I would say that woolly bug is just hard to beat. It's yeah, just so woolly, easy. Yeah, yeah woolly bug it's pretty easy. And they come in a range of colours. <laughs> oh, yeah. What colour? Any? Or yeah, I like anything. black. I, I reckon a good. Oh, it's tricky. I feel like every situation's different. Every time I go fishing, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fish a green one today, you know. But yeah. I reckon a black. So they get these black. I think they're called a woolly worm. 
Yeah. So it's, it's a red butt, like a red tail. Red tail. With the black, so it's a black woolly bugger with a red tail, yeah. You like that's, it? Yeah, I reckon that's pretty good. Nice. You know, it's kind of, it's a little bit of an attractant. Nice. Yeah. That's the yeah. 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 So then let's go to trout flies. Mm. Um, say we're fishing in the summer. Yep. With dry fly. So yep. dry fly fishing for trout is the, your flies on the yeah, surface. surface. Like surface fishing. And they'll yep. come up and eat it. And I know you're going to say there's so many different things in so many there's different serious. situations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, say we're fishing a small stream yep. and they're smashing everything and anything. Yeah. Like they're not particularly eating anything yeah, in particular. They just, they're just happy to What's kill. What's a couple of flies? Yeah, oh, just have? a stimulator. Just a stimmy. So a royal wolf or a royal stimulator? Yeah, just a stimulator. Like there's so many different stimulator patterns, but just a royal stimulator is just, it's pretty hard to not fish nice. one. If you're old school, then you'll probably like you'll probably hear the word red tag, yep. which is basically a stimulator. Yep. But red like, tags are quite popular. I know a lot of people yeah. who just sort of don't do a whole heap of fly fishing have a red tag in the yeah. box somewhere. In the box, yeah. You see, like a, a lot of a, like a lot of old dudes. That's just all they fish is red tags. Yeah. But yeah, stimmies. But they work. They do work. Um, but yeah, stimmy's pretty good. Yeah. Floats nice. nice. Doesn't really kind of look like anything in particular. A little bit terrestrial. It's, I don't know, fish love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Trout cool, love eh? it. They just clean it up. And there's so many, like we're not going to have time to talk about all the different, because I want to talk about cod later on as well, but yeah. with trout, there's so many different ways you can target them. Yeah. So many different situations. If I was to ask you all these questions, you'd be like, well, it just depends yeah, where and how and, yeah. and when. But talk about, uh, I want to talk about, I don't know if it's your favourite still, but it's one of my favourite ways to target them is, is backwater, like sight fishing trout in summer. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So yeah, give people right. an idea of just one style. Yeah. And obviously, if you're keen on learning, if, if people are keen to learn more, you yeah. know, there's plenty of content out there that they can learn more in that Trout yeah. on Fly series or yeah. they can go with you on a guided yeah. trip. But yeah. tell me about, you do it on the Goulburn. Yeah, do I it do it on the Tumut. So yeah. just tell us, what what is it? So it's like, so obviously the Tumut and the Goulburn are both tail races. So yeah. they're very similar uh, pieces of water and fisheries to a degree. Yeah. Um, so basically, over summer you get these really high flows which are used for irrigation, mm -hmm. and you kind of get all these eddies form on the edge, right? Yeah. I can see you smiling right now. You just, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'm just loving it's so it. Good. <laughs> it's so good. It's winter at the moment. I know we've got big cod to chase, but oh, gosh, I had the best summer doing it. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, and you kind of get these fish because you know trout, particularly brown trout, they're very lazy. Like yeah. they just sit in. They just are just lazy. They they're want like, to find the stillest yeah. water, but they want food. Yeah, and they're just really lazy. So you'll very rarely find them out in those heavy currents. So you just see them cruising around, just taking, you know, uh, there may have been a, a hatch the night before. There's all these dead spinners, which is like a mayfly. Mm -hmm. uh, or there could be beetles falling in, grasshoppers, grasshoppers. cicadas. <laughs> grasshoppers. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's just, you know, and this is where these, where the food source is kind of just, and they almost, almost swirling around. Like, in the eddies. Yeah, in the eddies and slack water. Slack water, um, yeah. Like on the Goulburn, because the Goulburn's laced with uh, willow, uh, willow trees, the water pushes up right back to the other side of the willow trees. So you're in almost kind of like lake fishing to a degree. Yeah. But you get these fish cruising through and on the Goulburn we get willow grubs. So so they're just looking for like these tiny little kind of caterpillars. Yeah. You know, little green caterpillars and they just going along and they see one or they hear it flop and they just rush over there and it's pretty special um yeah it's, it's a great way to fish cool style it's, fishing, it's, eh? you lose a lot of fish because obviously you're in quite heavy timber yep. and stuff like that but it's so visual and just a great way to fish like who doesn't want to see Isn't what it? they're fishing to 
casting to it, watching it come up out of the surface, grab it, and then you're just on and yeah. holding on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I like about it is it's the stalking factor. Yeah. So you kind of, like, when you first told me about this style of fishing and we did it in the tutorial and then just did a little bit of it because yeah. it wasn't really high It wasn't enough, really high. But, but there was still a couple sitting in these yeah. edges. I went and did it on the tumour and... And you're like, yeah, you don't cast much all day. Like, no. it's basically just stalking. Yeah. It's like the closest, it's like hunting. Yeah, it it's is. visual, sight the fish, you kind of, you're either on the, you can do it on the bank or in the boat, because you were yeah. saying you drifted yeah. it and you just cast the edges in the boat. But yeah. say you do it on the bank, yeah. you, you look and you watch them swim around in circles. Yeah. It's like you can go a whole day, like eight hours, and you can maybe make four casts. Yeah. But you're not thinking about that when you're doing it. You're just like, wow, oh, wow. Look at that. You see that three-pound trout just swimming around, you know? And they're, they're like just, real close. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're talking like, you know, sometimes they'll be like five centimetres off the bank, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And then you got to get from, you got to get, so say what you do is you got to get from where you are to the fish. Yeah. So it's very slow style fishing, eh? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a serious stalk. Yeah. yeah. You're really just stalking that fish. Um, and the casting techniques, you don't really cast, do you? you no. Know, a lot of like bow and arrow cast, just a lot of kind of, getting it in the water in front of them because you're yeah. quite enclosed. I don't know what it's on the tumult, but like yeah, in the golden no room. In, yeah, in the golden you're like climbing through trees and branches and putting these little dinky casts <laughs> just to try and get an eat. Yeah. And you hook up and then that's the next problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that until that happens. You just get the fish first, get him to eat, you know. Just make sure you get heaps of flies. So <laughs> if, if someone was to try it, like it's so easy because I hear so many people go, oh, the, like the tumult's running high, you can't fish it there's yeah. no like in the golden there's, there's no point cast like there's a lure fisherman yeah. you can't fish it i'm like if you if you're a lure lure fisher and then you've never fly fish just get yourself a setup buy some hoppers and yeah. a few flies and just go try it because i've had the best fishing when it's high yeah yeah way that's, better that's always my favorite when you hear trophy oh, browns you see dudes come back from fishing. Oh, how's the fishing oh crap there's no fish in the river <laughs> it's too high don't worry about going fishing just go home I'm like Okay, and then you walk like literally a metre to the bank and you see like this nice big fish. You're like, oh, that guy, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. And, and so when you do it, you basically, you need to be slow. So we'll just yeah. go through the process of how yeah. it works. Say we've got a pool in front of us. You want to come from behind, hey. Yeah. So and usually, not always, but yeah. a lot of the times the current will be going back upstream because yeah. it's swirling. Yeah, so it depends on what it's like. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's called a reverse so obviously the river's coming downstream and what's actually happening is it's getting caught and then swirling around and going back up yep. and kind of almost in a little vortex yep. kind of situation. So the um, fish are actually facing Towards into, you, you're downstream. Well, yeah, if you're walking up the river like you're normally yeah. meant to, yeah. you, sometimes you get caught out. Because it's actually facing towards you, yeah. Even you, though they're, they're still sitting in the current. So the fish will always sit upstream in the current, yep. but the current's just changed direction. direction. So you, it's actually looking at you and you're like, oh, Oh, just spooked him. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> so you've got to be careful. And if that happens, you've you got to go out wide around um, yeah, in the paddock yeah, and then, or whatever yeah, yeah. and come in behind. So then say we're, say we're doing this style of fishing, right? Yeah. We're out there for the day. Obviously, you're kitted up in whatever, trying to avoid snakes. You've got some hoppers, <laughs> right? Um, cicadas. Yeah, cicadas. Cicadas. Yeah, it's... Right? <laughs> <laughs> that New South Wales, Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're on my side of the border today. <laughs> um, and then you've got some beetles, maybe. Yep. Um, what else? So, Willow know, grubs. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. So it's quite a, like a box of terrestrials, you yep. can almost call it. Um, so they're the actual insects that yeah, are out like, in summer. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a lot of like, you know, cicadas, grasshoppers, beetles. Yep. Um, if it's, you know, sometimes... 
if they start to get a little bit tricky, I'll go to like a an emerger, which is kind of like a mayfly or a caddis. Yep. Um, but a lot of times, just that pure splash, and that's the best part. Yeah. Is you don't actually have to be good at casting at that yes. time of year. Like that's what I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, like it. you can put that fly down real as long as your rod's not slapping on the water. You can hit that fly like really hard on the water. And sometimes I can actually fire the fish up, just go, and he goes, oh, what was that? Boom, and hits it, you know? Yeah. Um, because with fly, with fly fishing for trout specifically, I was amazed at how clued in they are to what you throw at them, how you do it, making sure it's not dragging, and yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, they're actually quite, sometimes, they're, they're actually quite switched on fishing. They're, yeah. they're hard to get if you don't know exactly yeah. what to do. They but can be pretty sensitive, yeah. This style of fishing... It so seems it's like be, everything goes out the window. Yeah, which is really fun. Like, it's really cool because I can teach. I've taught my mates how to do it and they don't need to know how to mend and do, like, yeah. worrying about the, yeah. the, the fly dragging on yeah. the water. Because sometimes even that them. twitching the fly can be a great way to, yeah, to, to yeah. react. You know? There's no real rules except for don't spook the fish, get the fly <laughs> in front of them and then just try Hold and on. land them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've come in. There's a fish sitting there. We've come in behind him, Yeah. right? So say we're behind the trout. Um, sort of, you know, at a mm. at an angle behind. You do you what do you do? Do you do you sit there and wait? I know it's going to be hard to explain, but do you sit there and, mm. when they're doing their circle? You yeah. wait till they're at a good angle. Yeah, and you don't land it on their head, do you? No. Nah. Well, it's always a tricky one, isn't it? Every it's kind of situational. Um, like whenever I'm fishing willow grubs on the Goulburn, I'll actually land the fly behind them. Right. So I'll deliberately cast a fly. Below, back behind their head. For what reason? So the splash is what they're kind of keyed into. Yep. So that pure plop, if I put it in front of him, he's got more time to react and look at look it. Look at it and Whereas know that it's not real. When it, and knows it's not real because it's just a bit of foam on a hook, right? Yeah. So whenever I put it behind him, he just hears the plop and turns back and just grabs it. Mm-hmm. So in my head, that's what I'm trying to do in that situation. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, you know, when that fish kind of goes out in the beat, so he goes out, you know, he's kind of disappeared. You can get down and get into your spot and get ready for your cast. So the beats when they're doing a, a lap? Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, the little They'll circuit. Yeah. And then they're out. So they're like out in and you so, can't see them? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's when you... Because you'll find sometimes the fish will kind of... He'll be there swimming around and then disappear and then come back a minute later and then do the same, almost the exact same pattern and then, and then disappear. disappear. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then, you know, you kind of get yourself ready and then when he comes back, you just pounce <laughs> just, in front, just in front and then like like you said it's not a style that you land them all because they just they no. just bust you off yeah like, a lot of they times they just go hard because they're in yeah. willows you're yeah. in mad places yeah a lot of times you end up fishing like 10 12 pound tippet you know and you just you still bust them yeah or you, you open up a hook or something so. it's a fun style of fishing it is really fun. it's just the reason i want to talk about it is because like we could talk about so many different types of trout fly we touched on you know ta- ta- target and carp um yeah and how you'd start with that, but uh, it's something that people don't really know about. No. Like, in those irrigation rivers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. Yeah, I was like, because I mentioned it to you and Talos. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, no, trout, <laughs> trout don't do that on the tumor. They don't do that. And I was like, are you sure? Like, you're like, nah, they definitely don't do that. No, you can only catch them when it's low. And yeah. I was like, mm, okay. And I think, I think Talos went back, and then, like, the same week, he was like, he's like calling me. He's like, oh, man. I went, and, I went to the tumor and they were there. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> they were everywhere. <laughs> they yeah. were everywhere. And now you guys are just killing it. Yeah, yeah it's good fun. It's good, it's good fun. fun. Now, we spent this last summer um, finishing off that tutorial series that you and I filmed. At yeah. the very end of it, the bonus part is like a full day session on the tumor doing that yeah. backwater. Like, 
and it I kind of seen a little so bit of it, and cool. I was like, "Damn, that's cool!" Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It just like brings me back to like every time I go backwater fishing. Like, yeah. it's just so visual, and you just get to see them sitting there, yeah. like pretty much almost. They're pretty much literally just you know ten centimeters below the surface. Yeah, yeah. And then they come up. And, Wicked. You know, it's pretty good. <laughs> and the best part about it is they're the big ones. They're the a lot of the time they are in the river. Like yeah. they're the giant ones. I got a, yeah. a cracker this year just yeah. going like it's yeah. so much fun yeah it's pretty good you never kind of see small fish in there you always nah. see the bigger fish yeah and if you do see a small one you're like there's a big one over there so let's go for <laughs> I'm going to leave one. him alone yeah <laughs> so um, let's touch on uh, for some people want to know about waterways touch on some what are some waterways in Victoria some good we talk trout what are some good trout waterways to fly fishing I know there's hundreds in Victoria oh, but there's, what are, there's a lot what are some good ones there's the Goulburn there's the Goulburn it's a um, popular like Below from Eildon all the way down, like yeah. there's it's a great spot to fish, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Goldwyn's it's always really good. Um, some major ones that I can think of. Uh, you got like the Rubicon. Yep. And then you got like the Ovens River. Yep. So just, above where? So the Ovens it's, it's is, yeah, native like water as well. Oh yeah, well yeah. So yeah, so you get up towards Bright and stuff like yep. that. You get, you know, um, the same with like the, so it's it's quite weird. You know, you get to that kind of you go more into that northeast Victoria where those cod streams are trout streams as well. Yeah. And now we're Crossover. seeing what I love is that actually you're getting these cod actually pushing back up higher. Mm. So you're catching like cod in trout water that you think was trout water, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty cool. Like, That's pretty cool. Yeah, Especially when you're like, ooh, there's cod here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hold on, I'm standing on the bridge looking for a trout and I just seen a cod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's... Oh, that happened in the King. That happened in the King. We used to fish the King a lot yeah. when we were younger, and yeah. it was always trout, 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 trout. Yeah. And then one year, these cod started popping up. Yeah. So yeah, like pretty much all of those ones that are almost in that area now are just are all trout, but they're also all cod as well. Yeah. Um, then you got like all those major tail races, like. Let's uh. This, what, what do you, what's below Dartmouth? Ah, so yeah, Mitter Mitter. Mitter. That's the one. Yeah. So you got Mitter Mitter. Um, obviously below and above. And you got all those rivers. It's just like I feel like every river in Victoria holds trout. Nice. So, well, in that north, like kind of north central, northeast, east, yeah, yeah, is a lot. Every pretty much everything holds trout. And then all the all the rivers that run into Eildon too. Yeah, they all hold trout. Um, so you've got de- like the um, what do you got out that one? Howqua. Yeah, the Howqua, the Delatite, Delatite, the Goulburn. Some um, nice waters out there. Yeah, and then even you know Victoria you still got out towards like Gippsland. Um, yep. Let's say all those kind of like uh. Uh, just yeah, just, no, just, just, yeah, out just, just out that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to give away all the good secrets. I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit on trout. Let's touch on a bit. What I want to talk about is cod because I know a lot of our listeners are cod based, and yeah. cod on flies a question I get asked quite a lot. Yeah. And you've been obviously it wasn't the fish you started with, so you no. got the your carp and then your trout. But I know yeah. you've been doing a lot of cod stuff yeah. of recent years. Yeah, tell me about fly fishing with cod. Oh, it's tough, but it's, it's tough. it is worth it. Oh, like, it's tough, but it's worth it. Um, I guess, yeah, it's great fun. Um, especially when you start to get into that kind of small water. Like, yep. I think that's the best way to do it, in, isn't it? In, oh, like, I think, you know, because you got all these big rivers that can be a pretty daunting. You yep. know, when you get into those larger rivers where you're like, you're just casting at snags and you're like, oh, Am I fishing this right? I should have caught a fish by now. Yeah. You know? And I like I love kind of small water. Yeah. Um, so like being able to catch cod in small water is always great fun. I don't know if it's the same for you, but 
yeah, yeah I love awesome. like kind of the small clear water stuff is great I love that you know a lot of times you get to see the fish eat it um, yeah which is so cool, cool which is good that's always fun um, or if you get to sight cast them so I with, do love it with the cotton fly so where it started I wanted to do it right yeah and I wanted to get into it and I wasn't sure where to start and and the one someone told me the, the biggest thing was that it's not like trout so fly fishing with trout's pretty straightforward because mm. a lot of your stuff's top like on the surface mm. or not far under but with cod they're quite deep and as soon as you mix cod and current in a river mm. trying to use fly yeah. I was told it's almost impossible like it's not impossible but it's tough yeah because with your fly line, you cast a fly at a snag, you try and get it down, you can't just let it sink like a spinnerbait yeah. because the current grabs your line yeah. and pulls it out. Mm. So if you're going to start fly fishing for cod, would you recommend fishing somewhere that's quite still, like a still moving creek? Mm. Or if you're in flowing water, use top water, maybe? Uh, well, this is where kind of the fly lines come back in it. So you've got like intermediate, like I fish a lot, 90, 95% of my cod stuff is on an intermediate line. Yep. So it's like a floating back section, but the tip sinks. sinks. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I fish. So it allows me to fish that kind of... What I, so I think the same as I would when I'm trout fishing. Right. So obviously cod's an ambush predator. Yep. Same as trout. Trout still ambush prey. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm fishing, I'm still fishing kind of similar to trout fishing. Um, but what I'm looking, personally, what I look for is not what a lure guy looks for. Yeah. Yeah. So you can fish shallower water when you're fly fishing. So a lot of guys, when lure fishing, they don't target like rapids and stuff like that. Well, I don't, I've never seen a lure guy casting in rapids <laughs> and stuff. But, and you've learned this, this is, this is what's really interesting about you and I love talking to you about is that that's, you've got this mindset of fly fishing and how you approach a fish with fly and then you bring that to cod which is not associated with fly and you see results that yeah. others haven't. Yeah. Like it's, it's a really yeah. good thing There's, to have. I know, we, were, I like we were talking about something before which I won't mention but yeah, it's kind of like thinking about what everyone else does and then doing what they don't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a bit like that because I was like, because obviously, you know, lure guys are fishing... I find they're always in deeper water. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're like, oh, I've got to fish the deep holes, got to fish the deep holes. I'm like, man, I can't. I'm not going to sit there for 25 seconds wait waiting for, for my sink. fly to sink, you know. Well, we had to do that a little bit in Blaring, but it wasn't yeah, that long. But, you know, like, because um, obviously we fishing. We still fish shallow, though. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we seen fish tailing yeah. when we were at Blaring last time, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but whenever I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, you know, how can I still catch a cod on fly rod? Yep. But I'm not, in my head, i got to have a line that's going to be able to cover everything. Yeah. But I'm not going to be able to fish deep, deep holes. Yeah. So I'm like, where do lure guys not fish? Yeah. And you've still found results? Oh, yeah. I think, like, you don't catch bigger, you don't catch the big fish. Like, I've found that. Um, but you catch, you tend to catch a lot of little fish. That are sitting which there is, waiting and feeding. Yeah, yeah, like, I think the shallowest water I've ever caught a cod in was I was surprised that the back wasn't hanging out of the water yeah yeah you know what I mean like and that was like purely in a rapid because I'm like ambush 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 perfect place for an ambush yeah is in rapids so you got all these little little pockets of slack water where a fish is going to sit you know and as that bait fish is coming down he's just going boom grab that yeah so in my head I'm like that that's what I'm thinking do you know what I mean yeah and I bet most 
people throwing spinner baits would just go straight past rapids. Yeah. There's, there's no snags there. Yeah. But you've caught you've caught natives. Yeah, I reckon I've ninety percent of my fish have come from rapids. Flowing water. Yeah, flowing water. Yeah. Like. Yeah. In those pockets. Yeah. So even wow. even if I'm fishing from kind of a pool into the next pool, I'll fish like those rapids. You know, because yeah, wow. Yeah. To me, that's where that's what I think. Yeah, yeah and it's worked. And it, yeah, well, it does work. Yeah. So that's something that a lot of people wouldn't even think about. Is it? Yeah. And the other thing with fly fishing is you've got that advantage to be able to fish them more efficiently because your lure's not like a sinking like yeah, a rock that's to it, the bottom. Know, yeah. Like it's not just it's it's naturally presented in that shallow yeah. half a meter. Yeah, exactly. Forty centimeters, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Whereas a spinnerbait is straight to the yeah. bottom and like, which I think is maybe why you, the fly works great. Yeah, in, yeah. The, in those kind of rapids. Yeah. Because you can skip that fly without hanging up on the bottom yeah and you can kind of skip it right through all those rocks or naturally you know timber and it looks like that little fish is like pulsing through the water and yeah. kind of bouncing behind rocks in the rocks kind of you know looking a bit wounded and stuff like that yeah um, it's, it's it's interesting eh? yeah so for cod on fly what's your go-to so we talked about trout what's yeah. the go-to setup for cod Ooh, real a, summary it's a tough one i feel like depending on who you ask you someone will be like an eight weight Yep. Or a 10 weight. Yep. Um, I feel like probably if you're going to be throwing top water as well, I'd, I'd say a 10 weight. You know, you're going to go, I feel like a 10 weight's kind of that, it's nice. So I'd go like a 10, so this is kind of maybe the exception on the nine foot rule. Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, I use yeah. an eight. Yeah. So for I, rivers. Yeah. So I fish like a seven weight, a uh, seven foot 11. Yeah, which is pretty short stick. Is it for the fact of casting under trees? Yeah, so a lot of it's like because you're you obviously you got a lot of trees and stuff with you, like around you. Because yep. you always, um, yeah, and you get, your rods become faster when they get shorter, so you can turn over with less cast. Yeah, you, well, you kind of get more line speed. That's what I find. Anyway. So lines, so basically, instead of doing heaps of false casts, yeah, you, know, you just need a couple and then you can just haul it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So if you would probably go to like ten weights, so I think what what's your ten weight? Is it at eight foot? Yeah, it's yeah. an eight foot TFO yeah. mini mag. Yeah, yeah, which I is love it. yeah, which is like it's quite it's quite a fast stick, you know. Yeah, and you've got enough ten weights, pretty heavy. Yeah, it's, rod it's like a heavy stick. That's why I catch like you know small GTs on and stuff. Um, ten weights pretty good, um, so you can definitely handle the um, the sheer power of that initial take. Of a, of a fish. Oh, yeah, of a, of the, and you can still pull those Murray Cod out Because the, the rod snakes. needs to do two things. It's got to fight the fish, and obviously, like you were saying with trout, you know, they're not that big, so, like, yeah. you can handle them most of the time. But mm. with a cod, a lot of them, well, you probably strip him, but there's, you know, you hook a cod, like a real cod, and yeah. you're going to need the rod. But the yeah. rod also is used to cast the fly out, because the flies are like a massive yeah they're pretty they can be pretty tough to cast so sometimes that's why i would i would pick a 10 weight <laughs> yeah over. yeah 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 because i've fished like for bass and i use an eight weight for bass mm. and like small poppers and stuff yeah in a nine foot but then for the cod the, the 10 weight just seems to be a good yeah all around especially with those because you think about top water fly it's pretty wind resistant yeah you're trying to cast that thing in the air you know takes a bit of a bit of force to get it out there so that 10 weight can just handle a little bit better yeah and the line you use for them is an intermediate floating um, intermediate generally yeah it's kind of like a sink tip yeah and you use that for both top water and sub or you have a floating line oh. for top water i've got two i've yeah, got two yeah. lines oh yeah i if you can if you can do two i'd go two but there's nothing wrong with fishing 
that int if you got a, like a, a quite a slow, like a slow intermediate, which mine's quite slow, but when you're in the when you're in that fast of what it sinks quite well, but even that intermediate line isn't too bad if you're retrieving your top water, not too slow because what it actually does is it kind of pulls it down yes. and then pulls it floats back up because you lead yeah. it. Yeah, it's got yeah. room to float back up. Yeah. So it actually when you strip it, it's sort of making it. Yeah, it's almost dive, going dive, yeah. Which almost. is good. Yeah. You're getting a better hookup rate yeah. if the fish hits like that. Yeah, exactly. So, and it, yeah, floating intermediate would be the go to start with. Yeah, um, yeah. If you were to go one line, like if you could, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I can spend 400 bucks on two lines, Yeah, I'd just go the intermediate. Yeah. yeah, the one I've got is a Rio Outbound. Yeah. The Tropical. Yeah. Um, it works bloody gem yeah. for uh, that style of fishing. Yeah. What uh, do you run? I know I've you've probably got, got a bunch, but... Yeah, I've got a bunch, but the main one I kind of fish, and I fish all different brands. This isn't, um, I fish a Scientific Angler Titan Taper yep. Tropical Intermediate. Yep, in so a 10? In, yeah, so it's a 10. And you put it on? But a... it's technically a 12-weight line. Right, so it yeah. says 10 on the packet. Yeah, so it's 10 on packet, but it's like it's plus got two. the, the weight yeah. of the 12. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. So that yeah, that's a good... And then with the flies for cod, you're basically using big streamer like big yeah. streamer things yeah. that represent you don't fish. have to fish big like no. you've seen when i fish and yeah. i i'm almost like the, i'm almost the opposite to everyone like i do have big flies that are like 30 centimeters long but most of oh, the time yeah. I'm, most of the time i'm fishing like five centimeters or yeah like smaller yeah like kind of seven centimeter flies they're not big they're almost just little barabunnies yeah um so usually little dumbbell eyes to get little, a bit of weight yeah the little, little dumbbell eyes with like a either a marabou tail or a rabbit Yep. strips yeah and range of colors work yeah like it's the same with lures for cod yeah and then i think i think there's the most important part is just getting it in front of a fish yeah i don't there's you know patterns i haven't found to be too no nah, you just gotta get yeah. it in front of a hungry fish yeah That's exactly just yeah. Gonna eat it. yeah it's like most things i don't know about you but do you find if you were to have a different lure on do you think a fish would go oh i don't want that not no 80 percent of the time no yeah no, it's about yeah it's about the lure's ability to, to get into the zone exactly. where the fish is in that situation yeah yeah so reese at the moment we're targeting big cotton dams yeah so some of them are sitting shallow right so yeah. in that night if they're feeding shallow we're going to throw something that's going to sit in that area whereas yeah. the other night the soft plastic works so good because they're sitting on the bottom and yeah. it efficiently fishes yeah, exactly, that water yeah. Without getting snagged. Yeah. yeah, so I actually run a weed guard I was gonna say that. flies. Yeah, I don't just run an open hook. I put like an 80-pound weed guard yep. in front of it to stop. So I, I think, uh, have we been cod fishing together? No. No, but, but yeah, the flies I tie, I can throw I'll them see. into a tree and yeah. they don't even snag like into a tree. So. Yeah, so if people are looking to get flies, um, they want specific ones. A lot of there's a lot of fly ties around here. Fly oh, tie yeah, like BWC. Brett ties yeah. bunch of cod flies. Yeah, um, heaps of dudes. Very so chaos cod flies. Yeah, and they'll all have that weed guard on the front. Yeah, especially if you're fishing heavy timber. Yeah. I've fished cod flies a little bit in the open water in the dam without them. Yeah, but it's not too bad. Timber, you need that yeah. weed guard. Eh? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and you don't find. Oh, I haven't found that I've missed too many fish. We won't talk about the one that I missed <laughs> <laughs> where it came out of its mouth. That was pretty depressing, but um, yeah, you just most of the time you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, cod, cod and flies are awesome fun. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a serious re reward. Like when you get one, you oh, just yeah. like. Well, that's why we spent that whole three days yeah, at blaring because blaring 
Well, it's not a, a flower fishery. <laughs> I think one, we it. were there and there was like, dude, I think one dude, what do you get, like three yeah, over a meter? Yes, yeah, and one guy got a 130 <laughs> and he's messaging me, yeah, just got this guy. I thought, yeah, now's our chance. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's no, it's not no different to surface fishing because surface fishing for cod, you can car- cover a lot more water, but mm. your you chance at getting them would be on top water. For yeah. sure, I reckon, yeah. in Blair, in a lake. Yeah. Top like pot like just yeah. blue poppers, and big yeah. poppers. I think across. it's just it's just like everything is just time on the water. Yeah. And just doing it. And it's just the thing with with, with a rod, you can the swim bait rod, you can cast four times as far, like yeah. long way in a quicker time. Like you don't yeah. have any false casts, it's just yeah. how it goes. Yeah. But it's for someone who's keen on it, like it's yeah. a, it's oh, a it's great, great reward. Yeah, it's when you get the first one or uh, mate, every time I still get one. I don't care how big it is, I'm just like Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And another thing, while we're on them, um, for pets, so, so that someone never fly fish for cod before, you don't, like, if you, so you're basically casting it in, right? So mm. we're casting our fly into mm. a snag, say we're on just a small creek or something, yeah. you're letting it sink, you know, and then you just strip it back. Yeah. So you just make it look alive. Yeah. And it just like, bounces through there's the water. No, there's no right or wrong, I've found. Like, I've, I've, I've kind of changed the way I have, Fish a retrieve, like maybe in the last two years. Yeah. And I haven't found any different in my catch rate. I haven't found in cut targeting. So what well, you- I, I used to, what I used to do is I'd cast out and because I was fishing like super weedless flies, I would just like the slowest retrieve ever, like just almost dragging that fly along so the So it'd bottom. be a slow drag with it your was like, hand and yeah. then... And then just pull your hand just, back up and yeah. then drag. Because you're not with a fly, you're not whining. No, hey? you're never you're whining. Stripping. You're just always stripping. Because you're yeah. always lying at your feet. Yeah. And now what do you do? You impart oh, a I bit just, more action. Yeah, like, I just, yeah, I go for it. <laughs> not not like real fast, but I'll... Make it move. Yeah, I'll like, yeah. Make it But I'll injured. change it every single time. I'll like, you know, especially if I'm fishing rapid, I'll skip it through or sometimes I'll just dead swing it. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just get creative sometimes. So you mix it up, mix yeah, it up. Yeah, I just, yeah, until something works. Then when they eat it... Don't trout strike. Don't. <laughs> or, and don't strike. If you never fly fish, don't strike like you normally strike for a cod. Yeah. Do kind of what you do when you're surface fishing for cod. You just, you still strip, you strip strike. That's yeah, what it's, it's called. It's called strip strike, yeah. So you keep your rod where it is. Yeah. And you strip. Yeah. And then you feel your weight and you sort of then just yeah. lift. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're just, you're really, you're really setting that hook like. Continue then, to retreat, yeah. but hard. Like, yeah, have you ever strip. seen some of those dudes like when they're saltwater fishing? with spin rods and they're just really like setting the hook <laughs> on a fish and then it's like they're almost setting the hook for like 10 seconds I'm like dude you're gonna fight that thing you know yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. kind of like that but you just do it like once and why <laughs> why do you do that and not a normal oh, lift what's just, the reason just punch that hook right in because obviously got the hard mouth so you... and if you lift half the time the fly just comes <laughs> flying out <laughs> yeah because you don't you don't get that because obviously a fly rod is designed the tip is soft to soften the blow of a take so if you lift that rod to strike, then you're actually not not giving. You're not actually pressure. putting any tension into not that. Not like a normal setting the hook on a spinnerbait. Like yeah. it's not jamming it in there. No, nah, it's not. And quite have a jam. Mouths. A jam would be just stripping and just pointing your rod at it. Yeah. Because a lot of time you're fishing, I don't know what you fish, but I fish like forty to eighty pound tibbet. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've run like a fifty in Blair in that time, or a forty or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's not going to bust. Nah. You, and yeah. then if they do take off. Like once you've hit them, then yeah, pull on you pull on them. I don't let go. <laughs> <laughs> I just hold on. <laughs> just hold on. That's it. I don't let it go anywhere. Dragging I just have a tug of war and hope he comes up. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> What's your biggest cut on fly? Uh, Landon is 77. 77. Yeah. 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 
And that was in the Bidgee. In the Murray Bidgee, yeah, up in Canberra. Canberra, so yeah. bouldery stuff. Yeah, bouldery stuff. Up and there. he was shallow, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on a, he was on a, like a middle of an island kind of rock with a tree coming out of it, and he was pretty shallow. Yeah. So there's some mad water on the Bidgee through Canberra, like gorgy stuff. Gorgy yeah. stuff's great for fly. Yeah. And New England, Northern New South Wales, has yeah. got some mad water for fly. Yeah. But you, you can give it a crack in any waterway. Yeah, out. yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Like my biggest fish that I've got to eat <laughs> it was well over a meter but um yeah and that was just sight casting in a lake that's so cool yeah which was pretty cool visual visual yeah you've told I, me this I still story. i still i can he's still gonna, see it in he's my he's gonna head. cry i'm gonna cry he's <laughs> told me this it's depressing thing sight casting big cod yeah which was pretty cool i think we seen nine or something for the for the two days oh, yeah. but just only got one to eat uh two to eat the other one came off under a log running down a rapid. Yeah. And then the other one just came out of its mouth, the bigger one, which is pretty sad. But. That's, the, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's just the, the key, would you say, for it, if someone's given it a crack, is persevere. Oh, 100%. Just, it's just really persevere. But it's having confidence. Like, you fish so much better. Like, I'll tell people, like, they'll kind of get, dep- they, you know, get a little bit down and stuff like that, but it's just about everything about every cast is could be a fish so if you've got confidence you're going to fish better aren't you yep yeah if you're any just, style yeah no matter what you're doing if you're just oh i'm the end of the day i can't be bothered now you're just kind of just slapping it in doing whatever yeah and you're going to take you're going to miss it yeah you know what I mean? whereas if you're fishing with confidence you're going to be fishing that like wholeheartedly like 110 percent every time every time you work that fly or lure you're going to be fishing like hyper focused and if something happens, you're going to be right on it and you're going to be ready. And so that's when... I think that's the most important part. And that's when it happens, eh? Yeah. That's really when yeah, it does yeah. happen. I think just the key is just confidence. Even if it's not happening, just confident in yourself that what you're doing is right. Yeah. Don't question yourself too much. <laughs> and that's the whole go with fly fishing. It doesn't have to be hard. I know at the start you were saying there's lots of different things and it's complicated and blah, blah, blah. That's with the setup. But the actual style of fishing it doesn't doesn't have to look pretty. I, I am doesn't look good when I fly fast. <laughs> but it works. Like, as long as it gets to where it's got to go, you're yeah. not tangling, you're not hitting whatever. Yeah. Get it where you need to get it mm. the right way and just have fun yeah. with it. As long as you're fishing correctly, it's, it doesn't matter how it got there. Yeah. Just have fun with it. Yeah, it's just, it. As it's long good. as you're having fun and laughing and talking shit. That's, yeah, right. that's the best part. <laughs> so now, um, where to for you now? So you've done a lot in the last few years. Yeah. So what's, is there any projects, any cool things uh, happening soon for you? Any, yeah, yeah. Like, is there any plans for the future? For the future? Well, the biggest project coming up is next month. So I'm going to Japan for 25 days. Yeah, wow. Is that fish related? Yeah, it is. Fi- we're kind of shooting a film. Yeah. Which will be pretty cool. Hopefully it turns out really good. Um, so it's me and my other mate who owns a production company, so who I work for as well. Um, and then a mate from New Zealand. So we just want to go be bums, like in, bum, bums in Japan for 25 days. What are you chasing, a fish in particular? Or? Um, or yeah, so there's, oh, like, Japan's a really kind of, um, it's a bit of a weird one. It's really hard to find information. Right. It's just, it's incredibly hard to find information, but it has really good fisheries. Yeah, right. Um, cool. From largemouth bass. Really? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're just like, what? <laughs> so there's large bass, and the largemouth bass, there's actually taimen in Japan as well. Um, there's multiple species of trout to char species. No way. Yeah. Plus, we've got all those urban fisheries, like, oh, like, you know, carp fishing. Um, yeah, yeah. In Japan. In Japan, yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, so you're gonna do? You're not just doing one species. No, we're not doing one species. Right, we're just cool. kind of 
bumming it a little bit, um, eating a lot of food, which I'm looking forward to. And just you really have changed. <laughs> eating a lot, eat a lot of food, drinking, and just enjoying the culture and going catching fish. So it's going to be good. getting some good footage. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. So yeah. we're going to start from the south yep. and head our hole out to Hokkaido, which is that North Island. Yeah, cool. Japan, so. And the guiding that you'll keep continuing the yeah, guiding yeah. The next, over the yeah. next. Yeah, the guiding is, I just, it's so much fun. You love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, I just love just having fun every day um, and, and seeing people just enjoy it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, so we get a lot of people that are just their first fish, so it's always good to see them get their first fish because I know I struggled like for a year. So when they can get one on their first day. So they always, save themselves heaps of time. Oh, right, like, like I say to everyone, like most people, like 99% of people come out of it and it's like they've skipped the first two years of three years of fly fishing. Yeah, just, right. I know it can be, I know a lot of people look at the price and they go, oh, that's pretty expensive. Yeah. But like the investment is so much more than what you'd spend it's on getting it. to that time. Yeah. yeah. The amount of money of trips, like, yeah. It's basically, it's, all, it's time. Yeah. Basically, you're saving yourself like, you know, 700 days of potential fishing. Yeah. Knowledge is the power that in yeah. this day and age in anything. Yeah. And fishing's just one way. Yeah. It's like it takes you from the beginning to halfway through. Yeah. And then you're starting from there where everyone's Yeah, exactly. And there. as much as you can read on the internet as much as you want, having someone there to tell you, all right, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it right, this is how you do it better, Yeah. is a massive difference to, you know, yeah. just reading about it and then trying to do it. Like, if I could go over and do it again, I would definitely be going and getting a guide and saving myself, you know. Because yeah. then, I'd, then I'd have the confidence because, you know, for the first few years, you're like, am, oh, I, doing am I doing it right? Catching a few fish, but... Yeah, I'm catching the odd I fish. Be more? Yeah, like, why am I not catching fish when I've just fished for yeah. five hours and I feel like I've fished the best water in the world, you know. Mm, um, that's right. Yeah. It's but, like kind of like the step, like what we created with the to, to that Complete Guide series yeah. is kind of like... A way to reach heaps of people at a mm. better level than just an article. Yeah, but it's not. It's the, the guides like the next step. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is like a good introduction. Yeah, like this is like the perfect way to kind of, you know, it gives you that confidence and seeing. You know, you can go back and watch it multiple times and yeah. go, okay, maybe I need to just do this a little bit better. And when I'm in the water. But then the guide, if you want like, to do that that's one like particular one, yeah, style like, of fishing and yeah. you want to nail it, that's yeah. where the guide It's like that one-on-one, -on -one, the guy kind of like holding your hand, you know. Well and truly. Yeah, just, and you know, you're there and you're getting right into it and, you know, you can, that person can see what you're doing and tell you what to do differently. Yep, um, 100%. Yeah, so, so definitely. So someone's in Victoria, in Victoria, wants to chase trout, cod. Yeah. On fly. Yep. Jump on wilderness, yeah. wilderness fly fishing. Yeah, and or overseas trips as well. Yeah, or yeah, overseas. Yeah. New Zealand. New Zealand, that's always fun. Um, they go pretty quickly though. Yeah. Um, so you got to get in quick for those ones. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, you know, if you're interested in saltwater trips, like we've got the cruise, like that Kiribati one is the perfect ultimate kind of introduction to... I'll have to come on it one day. Yeah, it's like the ultimate like introduction to saltwater fishing because you get to target bonefish, which is like a trout. Yeah. It's, it's seriously, it's just... Saltwater trout. It's, it's like saltwater trout, but it just goes... It goes ten times harder. Yeah, it's like the the, the speedster of the flat, um, and it's like sight fishing, tails out of the water. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but and you know, there's different species from GTs and stuff like that. That's so, cool. Yeah, but it's pretty good. Yeah, right. So yeah, it, it wilderness fly fishing. Vic yeah, yeah. So Victoria stuff and yeah, 
overseas. That's cool. And it sounds like you got heaps coming up. Yeah, it's pretty really pretty cool. busy. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to go for a fish. We'll have another to. time soon. Yeah. We'll crack that blaring cod on yeah, fly. Hopefully, I think, <laughs> hopefully. I think it'll be good. I got some tricks. I got some tricks. Yeah, you got some tricks. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you in a minute. <laughs> no, it's been good having you, mate. Thanks That's heaps good. for that. I hope, but like, I hope you had fun. And I did. We uh, we covered quite a bit of stuff there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and, and you're doing heaps, so it was great to have you up here and. You're, you're here now and you're heading up the snowies. Yeah. Of fish. Yep. So, so just driven the, the five, six hours here and then still on your way to fish. On, the, on my way it. to fish. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm heading up the Blair tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be nice, nice and cold. <laughs> Thanks, Heath, bud. I appreciate no, it. Thank Thanks you for having me. Cheers. Cheers.